You're listening to the Two Sleuth Podcast, all about the business of dentistry. Hosted by yours truly, Greg Essenmacher, a fixed full arch dental expert and founder of GNA Consult, speaking with industry leaders on the dental landscape from their perspective. Welcome, everyone. Here I am, another episode of the Two Sleuth Podcast. And on today's episode, I don't have one, but I have two rock stars. It's Daniel and <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> How about Danielle and Laura Bentoncourt? Yes, I'm human, and that's okay. We're leaving that in the episode. It's more fun that way. Danielle and Laura are both practicing dental hygienists with 15 years of experience, but also dental hygiene coaches. And you know that I love coaches here on the podcast. So they're on a mission to empower 100,000 hygienists to beat burnout and grow their dental careers, which I love, right? They're all, they want to see hygienists see their best versions of themselves. Anybody who wants to improve people and help them see their best selves, they're friends of mine. Welcome to the show, ladies. Yay. So Thank you so much for having us. So excited to have you here. This is going to be a really fun episode. So you all know I'm a little crazy, but to help people see their best version of themselves, I'm, I'm diving right in. I I don't even care who takes it. Daniel. <laughs> Danielle. I just love that. And we're definitely leaving that in the show because that shows my human side, right? And that's a part of being our best selves, right? Is to be okay and either fail forward because I talk to clients about that all the time or just showing up as you are. But tell me like, you all send in your bio and I just kind of share it, right? So tell me what that means to you guys, right? When it's all about hygienists to see their best version of themselves, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I love that. That's such a great question. Um, I think a lot of the time, I mean, what does that mean to us? That means that they are able to break down the barriers, you know, all of the things that are holding them back on really, truly living the most purposeful life, um, you know, honing in on their passions, their whys, um, and then helping them build from there, helping them build the confidence and empower them again to be that the best hygienist that they can possibly be, whether that be clinical, non-clinical, a little bit of the both. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's my definition. Yeah, I totally agree, Danielle. I think one of our biggest things is truly breaking it down to who they are, what their strengths are, what their their true mission is in life and making sure that they're filling all their cups in every avenue of their life so that they can be um, the best person, the best hygienist moving forward. Yeah, you're ringing a bell here. When you talk about honing in on their whys, you know, in mm -hmm. my space, I always talk about like getting to the why behind the what. Mm -hmm. When we're talking about yes. the patient journey yes. in full arch, it's getting to their why, right? So what what is that emotional place of the why that they're going to move forward at that point in time? And I talk about it too with all of the team members too, right? What is mm -hmm. the motivation? What gets to that place? Because anything that we do in dental there's always a product, right? The teeth cleaning and hygiene, for example, right? Or if we're talking about full arch, it's the teeth that are the product, right? The fixed full arch. But what's the why? What's the motivation? And what is the experience that we have behind that? So I'm so glad that you brought that forward for sure. So, you know, when somebody chooses, right? Or thinks about, or like your path, being hygienist and then thinking, Maybe we want to be coaches. What's the inspiration behind that? Where did this come from? How did this all evolve for the two of you? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. 
Um, so I think it's a little bit uh, different for both Danielle and I, but very similar in the same regard. Um, I've always been somebody that has looked for growth um, in, in all aspects of life. So I'm always wanting to constantly learn um, and grow and evolve. Throughout my life, people have kind of come to me, like my best friends always refer to me as like their own personal life coach, like help me out here. What am I going to do? So just naturally, that's kind of been like my role in life. And I feel truly my true purpose and mission in life is to just inspire others to be inspired. Um, Danielle, I know personally was dealing with burnout in her her life, um, was really struggling. Danielle, you want to kind of take over and share your your journey? Yeah, yeah. So just a little bit just of what you said, really experiencing my own burnout and looking for growth um, in the hygiene space, but being told continually that there is no growth in dental hygiene. Once you're a hygienist and you're working clinically, that is it. Um, and just suck it up. Um, and I just knew that there was more. Um, so having obviously Laura as my sidekick all the way through hygiene school and beyond, I knew that there was more for me. And we kind of came together and collaborated this idea of like, wouldn't it be awesome if we could be that person that we wish we had when we were going through our struggles. So going through burnout, looking for growth, not really sure where to begin, um, how to get started, and really all of the the building blocks of doing that, like all of the things that we did ourselves to grow, we wanted to share that with, with other hygienists so that they could, you know, fast track their mm -hmm. success to becoming their best selves. Well, and I think you bring it up something that I think we hear often. Right. If you're a dental hygienist, you're going to be a hygienist and you're talking about coming coming from the clinical side. And from my experience in my history and my career, you know, coming from the manufacturing side, you know, if you're a dental implant rep, then you can aspire to be a regional manager. And maybe then you can become a trainer, maybe. And then you can become an area manager and then you can and you kind of stair step your way up the tree. But that pyramid gets smaller and smaller. And you're talking about from the clinical side. If you are, you become and it's such a limiting belief. And there's yeah. so much more opportunity out there to be able to expand and grow. And that's why I have founders like yourself all the time on this program and talk about the business side of dentistry, about talking about how did you start? Where was the first step on that path? And so people who are listening, you know, whether they're hygienists or not, and I know you work in the hygiene lane, but I always like to open up that field because I have such a wide listening audience. So if there are some that are listening, what is it like to to maybe not just to work with you, but what are those first steps that somebody might be asking themselves if they are, you know, maybe experiencing some burnout, maybe they're asking themselves, what is burnout? Maybe they're just thinking, I'm meant to be doing more than I am now. What are those first like initial inquiry steps other than saying, well, you can send us an email, we'll have a discovery call. Please don't say that. <laughs> so what does that look like? Yeah, I love that. And I think if you're coming at it as like a, what could the individual do on their own before they even reached out to us? I feel like for me, I think that would be sitting down and having a true hard conversation with yourself. Like, what do I want? And what does that look like? And that might not, that might be just completely opposite of what you're doing now. For me, I knew that I wanted growth in my career and I knew that I wanted a little bit of flexibility and freedom. So, okay, what do I need to do myself in order to create that space? So starting to just journal and, you know, mm -hmm. allowing some interpersonal investment um, in my own coaches, 
um, was where that started for me. But really, truly having that that hard conversation, like, what do I want? What does that look like? Okay, now these are the steps that I know I need to take to get to where I want to be. Yeah, I think really looking inward. You know, we always are looking for answers on the outside, um, thinking that this, you know, divine answer is going to be found outward. But if really we truly look inward with who who we are and and what you really want in life, like that's that's where you can find the answer. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Danielle Please, and I were just go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Danielle and no, I were just right. talking about. Um, the quote, the quote, Danielle, what did it, we yes. literally were just having this conversation, um, how the secret of success can be found or hidden in your daily routine or something like that. It's yes. truly like creating those habits that are going to set you up for success. Hi, everyone. Sorry for the interruption. Greg Essenmacher here, founder of GNA Consult. Just want to take a brief moment and let you know if you're a practice owner, founder, group administrator, or DSO regional manager trainer and looking to add, grow Full Arch for your location, improve same source sales, or learn more about what Full Arch can do for your production numbers and profitability, reach out to the show and book a discovery call today. Our expert team is here to help. And create well, the got, life that you, you want to live. Excited. You got me excited, and that's why I jumped in because I, I I'm telling it. you, I, this is this is universal, right? So mm -hmm. I talk about this when I, you know, speak on the adding the business side of adding full arch into practices. I yeah. talk about the fact that you've got to know your why behind the what. Like, what's the motivation to bringing mm -hmm. this into your practice? You know, is it the money? Is it because you're bored and you just want a new challenge? Mm -hmm. Is it that patient reveal and that emotional connection of changing people's lives? But it's the, it's the fact and then helping teams to be able to, you know, embody that being the leader as the clinician in that space as well. And what I talk about that relates to what you just said is the fact that a marketing company can't give you that. They can mm -hmm. help your vision. They can mm -hmm. help make that vision a reality or other vendors can help make your vision a reality, but they can't give you that vision. And that's what you're talking about personally. Like you have to do that own discovery on your own through journaling, through going internally. Maybe it starts with reading a few books on like, you know, what is my path? Or there's a book called Callings and there's others. You know, for me, it was the four agreements and just getting down to, you know, being impeccable with my word. Like if I'm going to say one thing in my personal life and encourage people that I mentor in my personal life. And then in my business life, I was being a complete fraud and putting up a mask and saying another thing. Like, yeah. where's the authenticity? Where's the integration yes. of my life? What am I doing here? Like, yeah. that's not being right. I'm not coming right. Like, yeah. get right with yourself. And that's what you're talking about. So there's work even before clients come to me and they're like, fix me, fix my practice. What's wrong? I can't get client. Well, like, are you willing to change? You know, oh, yeah. well, I want you to do an assessment of my employees. You already know which ones have to go. Coach up or coach out. Like, I don't have your yeah. magic pixie dust, people. Right? And that's what you're talking about, though, right? Yes. On the self-discovery journey. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to go internal. Like, you don't yeah. have to know the entire path. But you have mm -hmm. to know in your soul, like, this is not aligned with who I am. 
And mm-hmm. then you figure out what it's like. Yes. Do you have to put food on the table? Probably. Do you need a roof over your head? More than likely. And so maybe you do a transition. And I know the two of you, I think, right, unless I have it wrong in my research and reconnaissance is wrong, could be that you still do practice we like, do. hygiene. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that, of what that ramp up, ramp down transition stuff looks like for yourselves, because I think that can be helpful. It's not a light switch off and on and all of a sudden throw it all away. I'll figure it out, you know, and because, you know, we all don't have sugar daddy and sugar mamas that can help that out. So talk to me a little bit about that in our listening audience. Yeah. Where's that money tree, right? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I was think... a little more crass. My listening audience knows me. They're like, wow, Greg, you just said that, didn't you? And my producer will not edit that out either. They're like, he's on one today. This will be fun to listen to. <laughs> I uh, keep telling my husband, I, I married wrong first. I should have married rich instead of for love. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely tagging him once this comes out. <laughs> he knows. That's okay. He loves me. <laughs> but honestly, to answer the question, I think it's, you know, look at, um, find, find the balance, right? Like you said, it's not going to be that automatic switch. See what you have to do, set yourself up. If finances are an issue, talk to a financial advisor. That's what they're there for. Plan ahead. Um, you know, both Danielle and I, we both love practicing clinical hygiene. I don't think we'll ever completely stop because we love providing that patient care And for us ourselves, over the past couple of years, we've advanced our clinical careers so much. I'm such a better hygienist than I was two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. I'm constantly evolving as an individual and learning new innovations and technologies and reigniting my own passion. So I think that's important to do. And then to scale back a little bit, you know, what else do you want to do? Add that in until you can get to where you want to be. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. I love everything she said. And I think for us, you know, we were both working like four or five days clinically a year Mm -hmm. and a half ago. And, you know, having those hard conversations with ourselves, where do we want to go? Where do we Mm -hmm. want our business to go? And, And being able to have those honest conversations and slowly each when we're ready taking the the space to cut back a day clinical here a day clinical there to open up so that we can be there for for our clients and Mm -hmm. you know it's really nice that we're able to still practice clinically like you said because we bring just so much experience we're in the trenches with the hygienists we understand what they're going through um so we are a better of assistance to them and can guide them because we're still doing exactly what they're doing Mm -hmm. well and you bring that perspective right because if you are doing then you have the understanding because you're experiencing the changing dynamic of the patient because it is a changing dynamic of what you're experiencing in the chair today because Mm -hmm. it does change and evolve. And we know that in the dental space, it's constantly changing and evolving, sometimes more rapidly than we care to see, right? But it does change and evolve. And so you bring that experience. And what you're really talking about, at least what I'm hearing with my ear and through my lens is that it's really about priorities. What is it that you're prioritizing? And then it's planning, right? And I always like to say, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, but at least having a plan in place, right? And then being agile through it and, you know, being able to, you know, take whatever comes your way and take the blessings and go with it. But it's really about planning. You talked about seeing a financial planner and saying, okay, so what what is the reality of the situation? You know, getting buy-in from those that are close to you that you need to support you through it. 
both mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially, right? And emotionally and all of that. Make sure you have things in place so that when you are prepared to be able to start moving in another direction, that there is a plan in place and that there is some some semblance of order in that. Is that what the two of you did? And were you aligned at the same time in the same direction? Did one of you go a little bit further faster than the other? How does that work? Because I'm a solo entrepreneur, so I I did it on my own and I didn't really have to wait for somebody to catch up or get there or one or the other. Tell me a little bit about that dynamic in your relationship since you're doing this together in partnership. Yeah, really great question. Um, and it's kind of odd. like, we didn't really think about that one. <laughs> no, it's, I didn't it's let great. you prepare for that one. Did I? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, mean, and I, I don't know if Laura, you feel the same way. I feel like we've always kind of been in the same space for everything and like the same headspace. Like this is where we need to go. We know this is what we need to do. We both know we need to cut back this day to be able to, you know, have time off together. Um, and at the same time, like, you know what, I've been thinking the same thing or, you know what, that's right. We do need to do that. Um, so it just happens to be that we just on, on all playing levels, like whatever that may be, we just always are in alignment. Um, so, and maybe at some points one is pushing the other, you know what I mean? Because sometimes, you know, the fear of the unknown is uncomfortable and we know that firsthand. So, you know, one of us pushing the other one, you know, nudging, like it's time. And then the other one, like, maybe, maybe you're right. It is like, but needing a little bit of a a push to kind of get there. So. Yeah. I think Danielle and I are so blessed because not only, I mean, we went to hygiene school together, what, 18 years ago, we met each other and um, throughout our friendship and throughout this business journey, uh, it's, we really are aligned in, in everything that we do. And I think you said it perfectly, Danielle, in, you know, when one of us is having a hard day, the other lifts the other one up and and vice versa. And I mean, we're, we're really, really fortunate because that's not always the case. I mean, a lot of times businesses fail if you're in a partnership because you don't see eye to eye. And so, I mean, Danielle and I always, we check in with each other. We make sure that we reevaluate where do we see us going? What do we need to do? where do we need to improve and, and really focus on the business, you know, and now, especially as our business does continue to grow, we're constantly evolving and, and directing, you know, mm-hmm. and we utilize our strengths, you know, we see, okay, well, you know what, you're really good at executing things. Like Danielle's an excellent executor. Me, I like to talk to people. I like to have these ideas and interact. And then I'm like, okay, now what? <laughs> You know, so it's, and we balance each other out so well with that. So we're really fortunate. It's good that you have one visionary and one implementer, and you can certainly like dabble in the other's realm, but to have that balance of the two different realms of, of, of concepts and of, of uh, personality type is so critically important. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I would be remiss if I, because I stay away from clinical when I'm not clinically minded in hygiene, it's not an area I'm really good at. So I've been staying away from this area, but talk to me a little bit about, you know, uh, what's the state of hygiene, what's going on in the world of hygiene. You know, I, I'm in the fixed full arch lane. It's kind of the opposite of like 
hygiene, hygiene hours, hygiene chair, what's going on in the world of hygiene. So, but I don't want to not talk about that because it's kind of your lane. And so I don't want to drag you over into my lane. And, but we are talking business. That's both of our lanes. So yeah. tell me a little bit about, you know, some of the things that you're doing uh, for patients in hygiene and what's the, what's some of the philosophies or what's some of the implementation of the strategies you're using to help patients uh, with their hygiene on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. This is like, I, a, we're I so love it. About this, so it's like, I mean, we could both yes. talk forever. <laughs> forever. But please no. don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, what time does this end? <laughs> Um, but both Laura and I, um, are working at Salem Dental Arts for Dr. Pamela Maragliano Munez. Um, and we utilize the GBT. So guided biofilm therapy, um, which is hands down the highest, best technology we've found to reignite our passion for, um, clinical hygiene. Um, the whole oral systemic link, um, Mm -hmm. go ahead, Laura. Yeah. So. So really, I mean, GBT itself, it's an eight-step protocol that really you're you're redesigning the hygiene appointment. You know, you're you're automatically meeting patients where they're at, dealing with motivational interviewing, and getting the patient invested in their health. You're bringing in the oral systemic link. You disclose all of your patients and, and show them where the biofilm is on their teeth. You're being able to get them invested and truly like understand the process and how it's so important that we're in a working relationship together. We also use lasers um, for our patients, you know, to really help uh, decontaminate and um, um, reproduce the collagen within the tissue. Um, Really just having all the tools in your toolbox Salivary. Um, it's yes, salivary yeah, diagnostics. Mm-hmm. We really have a lot of tools in our toolbox, which is really amazing to be able to practice that way. Um, because not everybody's the same. So you're yes. treating each patient as an individual and it's not pro female where everybody's getting a cleaning and then they're out the door. This is we're assessing the patient from start to finish from their medical history all the way through, um, and making sure that we're providing them the optimal standard of care and tools for them at home that they could utilize to, um, get healthy. So, yeah. Sounds like you're using the latest technology, which I think is so important and that you have a good opportunity to be able to individualize treatment and care for each patient that comes in, which I think is so critically important. And most of the best full arch clinics are doing the same. And that really is the future of dentistry rather than, yeah. you know, what what some of the some of the negative about some of the DSO and the consolidation tends to be whether it's true or perceived which is this factory you're just a number and we're just kind of churning you through if you will so i appreciate you sharing that perspective well ladies this is the place of the program all of my guests play a little something called what the sleuth is going on three rapid fire questions first thing that comes to mind are you ready to play yes love it okay question number one danielle you get the first question okay What's the worst bad breath you've ever encountered? Oh, the worst bad breath I've ever encountered. I think probably, I hate to say it, like at the grocery store, the cashier. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, you know, of course you're like, 
they want to have a conversation with you and you're trying to check out and you're just like trying to get through the checkout line as fast as you possibly can and have that conversation like call Laura oh my god perio breath um but yeah so bad and and you just feel bad because you want to obviously be kind to them but yeah that was probably for me the worst experience not in the dental chair <laughs> at the grocery store <laughs> at the grocery store all right we should, probably shouldn't name the grocery but if we do you know we'll probably get more hits on the episode so maybe we'll talk about that later okay question number two laura this one's for you if oh you boy. could change one thing about your smile what would it be oh i have a dead tooth number 10 <laughs> i did not know that <laughs> it was not a setup it was totally random i swear <laughs> uh, when, before that happened though i can thank my son for that one before that happened, um, so I have an asymmetrical smile and it always used to bother me. But as I've grown into my own, I'm learning to love myself more. So yeah, th that would have been it. All right, well, this is an evergreen platform. So call out your son, what happened? What's his name? Call him out. Oh, this, yeah, he'll, Jackson, he'll play this back like Jackson 10 years Paul. from now. Yeah, right, no, definitely not. So he's nine when he was about 18 months. He was sitting on my lap and bam, headbutted me right in the face. Oh, I had this huge fat lip and then I, it hurt. It was fine. And the, it just eventually over time, um, it the canal is completely closed. No root canal. Um, and now it's just slowly, sadly dying or it's dead now. So I mean, I'm curious. So what I'm anticipating is you said he's nine now. He's yes. nine years old. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like maybe 10 years from now, a decade from now, he'll either be a boxer or an MMA and you'll be the proud mama ringside. And like we can play that like we'll play this snippet back. And like we could sell the rights to this to like okay. HBO or we could sell the rights to this episode. We can make some money off this. This is what I'm thinking. So I love this. I'm loving all I love this. It. Okay, question number three. This is to both of you. So okay. either one can answer first. All right. So okay. either one. All right. If you could go back and be the inventor of any dental product, which one would you choose and why? Uh, GBT. Oh. <laughs> I knew one of you would jump in. She took that, Laura. Laura took that one. Danielle, you got to come up with a different one. <laughs> the x-ray sensor. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Get that one mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, for sure. Just, okay. Yeah. I like it. Well what would played, yours ladies. be? What well would played. yours be? What What would mine be? So <laughs> I've been asked this before, too. So what? It's what's coming to mind today? For me, it's dental floss. So I never Ooh. flossed growing up. Like I would go in for my cleanings and you know, they'd be like, oh, it's bleeding. You know, you really should floss. Okay, okay. And I never did, never did, hated it, mm -hmm. never did, never did. And I got into dental 17 years ago mm -hmm. and all they had to show me was perio, perio disease. Like the mm -hmm. stages, I was yeah. so grossed out from that day like forward, that I floss painfully. <laughs> You're like, I got so I'm this. telling you, like, I, so all you hygienists out there, doc, dentists out there, doctor, all you got to do for like some people like me is just show the gross stages of periodontal disease. Like, just mm -hmm. show it to like, I mean, if you would have showed that to me when I was like 18, I'd have been so yeah. grossed out. I would have flossed every day. But nobody ever showed me that. You just kind of verbaled it to me. I don't yeah. listen. I yeah. don't listen. Visual right? learner, I'm a kinesthetic right? learner. I'm a kinesthetic learner first mm -hmm. and kind of visual, but auditory, I don't, I don't listen to you. 
Like, and I have a podcast, so go figure, right? How does that work out? Because <laughs> eh. anyway. you want people to listen to you. You don't want to listen to exactly. them. Well, yeah, I love the sound of my own voice. I really do. Like some people are like, oh, I hate the sound of my own voice. Mine? Love it. All right. Well, ladies, I want to respect your time and those of my listeners. But in the last few minutes, is there anything I haven't asked you about or that you'd like to share with my listening audience? Um, just thank you so much for having us. Um, if anybody is listening and interested in what we do, feel free to reach out. Um, you know, we're on Instagram, Diamond Dental Coaching. You can reach us through Gmail, diamonddentalhcc at gmail.com. Uh, we're on LinkedIn as well. Uh, we are here to support and empower all hygienists. So we just want everybody to truly shine and love what they're doing personally and professionally. Love all of that. And we'll make sure we get that in the show notes. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Danielle and Laura. Thank you for being a part of the Two Sleuth podcast. So excited to have you on. Such a great episode. Thank you for being guests. I hope you enjoy. I'm going to say the rest of the holiday season, even though it's going to come out in January, but that's okay. We can preempt it. I don't care about timing of stuff like this. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you. Have a great day. Be sure to tune in to our next episode of the Tooth Sooth Podcast. If you need help with converting lead calls into consults, closing consults into more full arch cases, or creating a more strategic marketing message and branding for your practice or group, follow me for more tips or reach out to GNA Consult for a discovery call today.